This is Armand Assange. Eric Newman. Eric Hansen. This is Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Hi, this is Glenn Case. Nick Perdomo. Nicholas Perdomo Jr. This is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's. This is Jim Young from Davidoff of Geneva. This is the Cigar Authority. The authority. Are you saying pal? On everything cigar. In. I get it. And out of the cigar industry. I know what it entails, and I'm ready to nail it. With your host. You know, you're, you're funny. David Garofalo. I'm funny how? Like I'm a clown, I amuse you? What the f- so funny about me, don't Mr. Jonathan. Damn it, who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. Barry Stein. Sportos, motorheads, geeks, bloods, wasteoids, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. And Chuck Morrison. I am 35 years old, and I live in a van down by the river. It's time to light him up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. February 14th, 2015. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Broadcasting live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. And today he's the Vice President of Sales and the National Sales Manager of La Flor Dominicana Cigars. Mr. Jonathan Carney joins us. And... uh, he has two cigars for us, the first of which uh, Cigar Journal calls the second best cigar in the world. And the second is something coming to us in the near future. We have the sample of it. It's a one-time release size of La Flor Dominicana, and we're going to tell you all about that. We'll continue to get emails about consistent bad news, bad news Barry, dishes out every single week. So we're going to bring on the executive director of the CRA, that's the Cigar Rights of America, Glenn Loop, to see if he has any good news for us Cigar smokers. Gentleman Chuck Morrison is back on the wheels of steel. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the Cigar Authority. That's right. You are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location this week, high atop the worldwide, the Florida Minicana headquarters here in tax free Salem, New Hampshire. And we're the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist. We demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes or YouTube where you can set it and forget it on both Mr. Jonathan. That's the real Mr. Jonathan signing off. And with us is Mr. Jonathan Connie. Straight back from his, was it your national sales managers meeting? Uh, yeah, we had the uh, national sales meeting down in the Dominican Republic, so we brought the whole crew together. Yeah. Um, and this, this year was uh, a quick one because we've got the Pro Cigar Festival, right. which we've talked about a lot on here, yeah. um, going on very soon. And uh, we have expanded our presence in terms of the factory tours and the farm tours we do with that organization. So... Uh, Getting this yearly meeting in the week before the biggest week of the year in our factory yeah. uh, was quite a push. But we had yeah, the whole, all ten of my team members down there, and uh, sat with Lito and uh, San Antonio for a few days and got a business set up for 2015. So everybody always says, "Oh, there's all this great stuff coming when you come back from these meetings." Rah, 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 rah. The, the focus of my meeting this year was we're gonna we're gonna do that boys and add a boys a lot, but it's about actually bringing forth exciting things. Sure. Um, so you can say something's exciting, um, but if you're bringing something that's exciting to the marketplace, uh, that's the you know the goal of what we're doing is actually executing all the exciting things that everybody talks about. They did when right. they were down in these meetings. So there we go. So you feel it went well. Yeah, very yeah. very well. Yeah, we're in a great spot. Um, yeah, twenty one. Uh, yeah, twenty one, and um, we're. Uh, it's uh, it's a special year. It's going to be a special year for us. Twenty uh, was big, 
It was a good year, yeah. uh, but there's a lot of different influence in some of the projects that we're doing for 2015. Um, you're going to see a little bit more of uh, Tony's influence ah. in some of the projects that we're doing. Can't go into that too much, but uh, there's some really unique things that are not necessarily traditionally La Florida Minicana. Um, but we're yeah. not going to get away from anything we're doing, but there's some unique projects coming that are going to go uh, – a different direction with a few things. So. All right, so let's light up and we'll see. Uh, you know, there was a lot of talk. We did a lot of talk on the 20th anniversary cigar, the 1994 LFD. But um, the people at Cigar Journal paid a lot of attention to this one, and maybe we didn't pay enough attention to it. So let's give it a shot. This is the little Fluid Dominicana Oro Number. Six, Tubo Natural. This is a, a, a five-pack, beautiful packaging. Yeah, the packaging uh, is top-notch. Five gold tubes. and uh, Is that what Oro stands for, is gold? Oro stands for gold, and the purpose behind that is when Lito was in the jewelry business before he got into premium cigars, uh, this is a kind of a tribute to the past. Yeah. Um, and gold. that was the goal behind Oro. So uh, bring, you know, the packaging was really impor- important. The gold aspect of the tube was really nice. Um, so that's the branding and the focus behind that was kind of paying homage to uh, to what Lido did before he and Inez got into the premium cigar business. Well, it's beautiful. Beautiful, uh, stunning uh, LFD band with Oro on it. We're going to get a cut and a light first. It's the official cutting brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that, while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And we will give this bad boy a cut. Uh, so, Gary, do you have the information on this? No, I figured we would uh, I got defer it. to John Carney today. I've, I've got the info. I'm going to confirm with Barry if this is accurate. The um, This is a Nicaraguan sun-grown wrapper. Uh, this is the similar wrapper that was used on our Coronado cigar uh, that we discontinued last year at the end of 2013 into 2014, uh, which was selected as the number two cigar of the year in 2006 in Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 of the Year. And we aged this wrapper slightly longer. You guys come in second a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Number two. It's all this Cuban stuff that's out there. That you got, we, every time we finish second in, in one of these lists, except in this instance that we're talking about here, it's always been to a Cuban cigar. Yeah, But yeah, there uh, is something to be said for finishing high in the list. Well, number two doesn't get any closer. Time after time. I'm going to be honest with you. We want to be number one. You always yes. want to be number one. Uh, you know, nobody signs up to be number two. I don't know about that because a lot of times the number one that gets picked ends up being a company that was kind of on its way down maybe. And after they're number one, they, there is no follow-up to that. So I would say possibly being number one might be the kiss of death. I mean, it, it could be. You know, it's something to have on your resume. You know, it's yes. something that you like to have to say sure. you had it. Uh, you know, an important thing to us, I mean, we're honored just to be on these lists because, you know, where we're at now, it's, you know, it's, it's one of the bigger pushes to say, hey, we're just, we've been on this list every single year that it's existed, or we've been part of this every year it's existed. We've made it to this list. Um, and that, it's, that's kind of even better because here's the catch, um, you know, along what you're talking about, who am I to say that this is the best cigar or this or that? So when you're, I'm selling somebody on it. Oh, this is the best cigar here. Well, of course you're going to think, it's, you know, I'm going to think it's the best cigar. I work for them, and this, yeah, so it right. makes it a little easier to sell it by just saying, "Hey, you're on the list." So that, you know, that's important too. But I mean, in reality, uh, yeah, you want to be number one. All right, let's light it before, up. Before we light it up, I just want to let you guys know that I am tasting chocolate-covered craisins. No, craisins. Those are the 
raisin. raisin out of cranberry. cranberries. Uh, today's lighter of choice is the Vertigo Governor. It's 1999. Technically, this is a pipe lighter, but I just think it's remarkable that the name Governor is so close to Gubernator, which is the name of a size that you guys feature. We have the uh, Gubernador, <laughs> uh, which I used to call the Gubernator or the Gubernator, but I've been working on my Spanish these last two days. It's uh, Gubernador. Yeah, Gubernator. Gubernator. <laughs> it's funny. It doesn't sound any- like Gubernador when I say it. Right. You know what this tastes like to me? Uh, it tastes like Nicaraguan sun-grown wrapper, Dominican binder, and filler. Because exactly what it is. <laughs> For me, the pre-light reminded me of an oysterette. The little oyster cracker? The little oyster cracker you put in your lobster bisque or up here your clam chowder. Chowder. And, uh, but that's what I got. I got oysterettes. When you light it up, it tastes like La Fuda Minicana. Ba-boom! It is, uh, it is potent. Yep. And it was what I was talking about before the show. It's that um, that Criollo Lijero that we use. It's it is potent. I smoked it as uh, cheroot, which is just uh, tobacco wrapped up in kind of a a way just you can smoke the tobacco. And I smoked just the Lijero that we use, which gives that signature taste that everybody's used to. It is it is potent by itself. Well, if you think this is potent, I'm scared to light up what we're going to light up in the second hour. Yeah. We'll just tease you and say that. Uh, it's something that's not even out yet. It's I explosive. There's only been five cigars um, made so far. I'm, I'm sure you smoked it in the factory or whatever you did to try it. But there's five in the United States. We're going to light every one of them up uh, and make a, make a decision if the cigar is going to become a cigar or not uh, in the next hour. But uh, as we talk about La Florida Dominicana became, came in second place with Cigar Journal. It comes in second place in Cigar Aficionado. It c- continues to run second each and every time. Uh, that is with the band on it. But we on the Cigar Authority put together this year a blind taste test that we do every five years. And... <laughs> This is Jonathan's been coughing all year. We, we've he been, must be coming down with a cold, huh? Yeah. yeah, or maybe I'm smoking too many of these. Really. So we took all the bands off of uh, eight different cigar brands, and we put it through three different um, rounds. Rounds, And uh, at the end of it, it was La Fleur Dominicana, without a band on it, that was the best cigar, chosen by the people as the best cigar. So congratulations to that without a band on it. But you, you apply the band on it, it comes in second place. How does that happen? We, you know, it was kind of a unique thing. that I, I've been down to the Dominican Republic now five times, and you pick up different things every year, and you ask different questions as you learn more from these, you know, from these cigar makers and, you know, Lido. And you, we ask a lot of different questions about what makes our tobacco unique and what makes it different compared to other other companies. Now, a lot of what I see on a personal level when it comes to selection of cigars is what's on the band. Now, a big thing, I'm going to be real honest, a big thing for us is our brand recognition and history behind us yeah. and the, the appearance of us being around for a very years, long yeah. time. Yeah. 20 years is good, but people think we've been around for 100. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the recognition of us and that is somewhat traditional. Now, the brands that tend to have a little more of, man, I love this cigar. This is the best thing I've ever smoked. LaFleur guys love LaFleur. When you smoke LaFleur, you start yeah, yeah. loving it. But it's not one of those ones where the guy's going to walk in and be like, hey, the only cigar I smoke, bro, is, is this. It's, uh, you know, it's, and there are cigars like that. And those are the ones that are heavily online, heavily discussed on blogs. Yeah. And we discussed a lot of it at the factory of, you know, 
what is this exciting? And, you know, when I smoke LaFleur, it's clean. It's yeah, yeah, really yeah. clean in your mouth. You so is the factory, let me tell you. Yeah. I was down in the Dominican, and not every factory I went into was clean and beautiful. I, I didn't go to see you guys this year, but the last year when I was down there, wow. I mean. We are, we are type A personality from the top to the bottom. <laughs> so. From the manicured lawns and, and hedges. I mean, crazy, crazy. Yep. A whole different world. But well, the, the cleanliness of the scar in your mouth, and then I'll, I'll, you know, I'll wrap this part of it because I can go on this one all day. But you know, I think why we succeed even better in those type of countries, because with the blind taste test, to be real honest, it wasn't yeah. even close on a lot of the, on a lot of the head-to-head. You, you actually were, you, you participated yourself. Yeah, I did, and I had no idea. Right. You, you, know, you, you guys tricked me, and I had no idea yeah. we were in it. Yeah. And uh, I, I picked our cigars throughout. Barry even said to me, don't you think one of these tastes like yours? I go, dude, I have no clue. But I picked the one, and it was based off of that. That's that cleanliness in the mouth. It's dry. It doesn't linger in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of these popular cigars that are out there have that lingering taste because it's just not aged and fermented the way it should be or to the fullest potential. And when you put strength, them side raw, by side. Raw runs that are real, real strength. Right. Exactly. Yeah, so when you put primes. those side by side yeah. and you really take the branding and the marketing out of it, we perform incredibly yes. well. Because of that, because what do you want? The one that's clean in your mouth, doesn't leave a residue? Or do you want the one that's this huge, gigantic pepper bomb that leaves this film in your mouth, which is a really popular flavor profile out there now? No, you don't. You smoke the one that's clean, full-bodied, smooth, tastes good, but then you throw the band on it. And you're like, wow, man, the Florida Minicana, man, they make great cigars. I love these cigars. But then you throw another band on one of the other ones. Man, they're the best. Yeah, yeah, That's the yeah. best I ever had. Why? Because they told you it was. Right, Just right. because they told you doesn't yeah. mean that it was. Social you know, media. It's, it's cool to, to like that cigar. Exactly. Social media does seem to play a little bit oh, huge, of a factor huge. in the cool kid factor. And I noticed in the last month that I was able to friend request and become friends with one Lito Gomez. Yay. Really Lito, or does he have a handler? It is It is legitimately 100% Lito, and I've been on Facebook from the day it started. I went to the University of Central Florida, and in 2002, late 2002, I believe it started, we were one of the first 10 colleges in the entire country to be on Facebook. Wow. So I've been on Facebook since day one. Wow. Lito Gomez amassed more friends than I put together in the last 14 <laughs> years, practically, in a matter of five minutes. Yeah. He was telling me, he goes, he goes, he goes it was crazy. He goes, all these things popped up, these friend requests, you might know this person. Spend, I might have to spend hours just, like, adding friends or accepting friend requests. But, yeah, he joined uh, Facebook, and it's been big. It's, it's good for people to really attach with him. Our LFD cigars... Instagram and things like that, uh, you know, you connect with them. Tony does some work on that, yeah. and we all spend some time in it. But to connect directly with Lido, I mean, that's a really unique yeah. thing, and have him ask questions, well, he's interacting I'm with I'm people. I'm glad I'm in before he hits his 5,000 threshold. <coughs> yeah. Then it's over. Yeah, I wonder if yeah. I'm <laughs> you can, uh, You can have my spot when he gets to 5,000. I don't know if I necessarily want them looking at what I'm doing all the time. That's really? A, that's a fair <laughs> point. You may want to open up a second account. So, yeah, it, it is really interesting um, that um, – Certain cigars, it's the it's the band on the cigar that plays a uh, a thought process to the consumer. That uh, I just had this conversation with a lot of manufacturers that are down there mm-hmm. and saying, you know, really try my cigar and try that. Isn't my cigar better? You think I have both one in one hand, one in the other? I said it, it actually is. Why doesn't it sell? Why isn't this going good? And it's marketing. Mm-hmm. It's marketing. That's what it is. So you have to have the whole package. Mm-hmm. You need <coughs> packaging. 
Oh, I don't want to pay for the box. I don't want to. Well, the cigar isn't going to sell. If you put everything in bundles, it's not going to go. So right. packaging is important. Yes, mm-hmm. it is true. And it, the cigar certainly has to perform, but still doesn't mean it's, it's going to sell. It's going to be unless priced, the packaging right? is right. It's it's uh, priced in the in the proper thing, uh, where it goes in a in a retailer store. Um, you know what stores it goes in, what stores it doesn't go in. If the if you had a really good cigar that was at every gas station in the country, probably wouldn't go so well in the uh, you know high end yeah. uh, brick and mortar. Real retail cigar retailer store. So, so well, I, you know, with us, you know, on that is it's really, you know, our our product's fantastic. The marketing and packaging behind it is very good. The next level for us is how do we take that, all of that, and make it something that's also we have to have projects that are also cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. that become trendy and become a unique thing at the same time. So it's you know, so it's not just that. So if you put all of that together. And we're doing all of that. Uh, like, watch out because well, we already yeah. got a great cigar. Look at the and now it's cool, right? Look at the big ring gauge craze, and you guys didn't just go big ring gauge; you went eight inches. Mm-hmm. So you you come out with the digger, and it's huge, yeah, huge. So yeah. I would I would argue lot, that I would argue they're innovative. Look at a lot of things. I mean, the chisel. There's yeah. so many different things that yeah. are very innovative to it. So what part is missing? You know, I'm going to take it from a guy like me. I'm 54 years old. Um, we're old. Lito's older too. And maybe now his son comes in and adds. You know, I'm not cool. That's all there is to it. Uh, I know it. I can so, attest to that. Actually. So no, you hire or you have or you bring in other family members. And more, which would be more attractive to the end user of, of a younger person. Mm-hmm. So you, you heard it here first. Uh, Dave finds Tony Gomez uh, attractive. He's a good guy. Mark the tape. I find him tall. Mark the tape. He's a good-looking guy. He's handsome. Tall, dark, and handsome. He's handsome. He doesn't say he was going to dance with him like I would. I would absolutely (laughs) dance with him. I mean, it's very difficult for me to find someone taller than I am. So uh, if he knows how to waltz or salsa, I'm in. But a fun thing. Valentine's Day, you're looking for a dance with with, uh, Tony Gomez. uh, A fun thing we did along the lines of what we were talking about were when we were down there, I was sitting with Tony in the office, and um, we blended a cigar with our Lee Harrow. So we, and the way we would normally blend it was our Cameroon cabinet. So we made a Cameroon cabinet yep. with our tobacco. Then we made a Cameroon cabinet with all of our own tobacco, except we put, instead of the Lee Harrow, of our Lee Harrow, we used another Farms Lee Harrow in there. Yeah. It was crazy, the difference. It was the exact same strain of plant. Yeah. It went through similar processes, but it just wasn't grown on our farm. Yeah. The difference was night and day. Wow. It wasn't, it wasn't as clean. It was the same thing we were talking about. You know, you yeah. could feel it in your mouth. And you're not, you're not growing puff. Cameroon, though, are you? Uh, no, we grow oh, the yeah. Cameroon. Uh, Cameroon is purchased from Cameroon. Yes. Yeah. It's genuine Cameroon. It was uh, Criollo uh, Lijero that we were yeah. using. And just that two leaves changed the blend completely. So we're, you know, kind of looking at it and say, hey, how does the tobacco and how does the process that we do affect things and, and how the – Well, know, the, reality, the, the reality is that proper aging – you know, you can, sit on, you can sit on tobacco for 10 years if you don't know what you're doing. Mm. It's not going to come out right. Well, you know, uh, Barry uh, gave me a job to do while I was down there, and it was to try to recreate something that he actually had the complete recipe to. So I went down there and created the same exact thing that he gave me, except one kind of tobacco was not there. 
So they said, there's no way we can get this. And let we think the closest thing to do on this half leaf is going to be this. And I brought it back to him, and he knows it better than I do. I smoked it when I was down there, and I said, this is the best they could do to exactly what you said. And he goes, nope, it's a different, it becomes a different cigar, half leaf. Mm-hmm. Of this whole 50 ring gauge cigar, half leaf. And I'm sure if, you know, if, if Barry was sitting down there, you can throw things together to try to make them work yeah. what they did. But knowing what the flavor is of what you're looking for, so like yeah. knowing what blend A is supposed to taste like and really knowing it can help you try to make it taste the same every yeah, time. Yeah. So if you change people that he, are doing it. He would need, you know, he's going to need to go down yeah. there for a week with them yeah. and because they can continue to. You know, okay, it's not quite that. How about this? How about that? Well, now that's too much. This mm-hmm. is too little. This is too, you know, whatever. And I just stopped at one thing, and I go, what? Yeah. I guess that's it. It, it is It is such an in-depth process, and there's so much to it. As I said, like, I picked up, we're talking about, like, what that that coating in your mouth is just not, you know, it's not fermented as much. Yeah, know, yeah, or, yeah. Or maybe that's intentional. Who knows? But, you know, you pick, we, you know, that was something we talked about, and you pick new things up, like we're, like the blending. It's just insane. I, I suggest to anybody, if you ever get a chance to go down there, I highly suggest. Um, I also highly suggest uh, later in this year, uh, this is another cool announcement. Uh, I also suggest later in this year, if people are interested, to reach out to your brick-and-mortar retailer that does business with La Florida Dominicana uh, because we're ta- starting a consumer and a um, retailer trip program okay. uh, to our farm and factory. Um, Nicaragua has kind of been the leader in terms of trips. Yeah. And that's kind of been a major factor in their growth. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you've been to Nicaragua before. Many times. Um, Many and I know you've been to the Dominican Republic. Yeah. They aren't even close. No, no. Dominican is, is not a third-world country, folks. It's, say, second world or something. It's very close. The hotel is a TGI Friday's next door. And, you know, it's just regular stuff. It's I went to KFC almost, one night in McDonald's. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. I double cheeseburger, and I, yeah. and I walked down the street. And that ain't happening in Nicaragua. Yeah. Certainly on <laughs> Honduras. And they, they actually just opened up. I don't know if you wrote on it. They opened up their first interstate highway, essentially. Right in the heart of the st- uh, Santiago goes straight down the middle. That's of the Santiago. one. Well, they've been That's working the on it for the last fifty years. It no. takes a long time to put the cobblestones. They down. started working on it fourteen <laughs> months ago, and they finished like this eighty-mile-long or hundred-mile-long highway in less than a year. We can't even fill the potholes in right. front. Tell me about it. <laughs> in Massachusetts, yeah. right down the but way. That, that's the highway that you could see from the top of Camp David Hotel. Yeah, right? yeah. That's been going on for years the actual like placement of it when they started doing the road right it was boom done right okay yeah but you could see the cutout Mm -hmm. it was basically from the heart to the airport yeah and it's it's absolutely insane it is a gorgeous road so we're sitting there driving and uh one of my sales guys it was his first trip down there and he said, oh, I've been to Nicaragua before. And I go, brother, you are in for a surprise. Because this is a, yeah. this is like a Caribbean paradise. I go, yeah. there's the mountains on the other side of it. It was the beach. Yeah. So he gets down there. I go, how was the trip? He goes, man, he goes, this doesn't even compare. He goes, I went, he goes, no, not to be mean to Nicaragua. And I'm not trying to talk bad about Nicaragua. We love, you know, what they do and we respect them in the yeah. cigar business. But if you're looking at going somewhere and really enjoying yourself, uh, the Dominican Republic is the place to go, so keep your ears open. Hey, for I might have enjoyed program. myself too much. I might have gotten married there. I still don't know to this day if I'm married or not. All right, it's time for a classic three-way. Mr. Jonathan Connor, you've been here enough. We're going to end up uh, uh, teaming you up with uh, somebody, or you can choose to uh, go on and on your own. I'm going to uh, 
I'm going to go with Barry. You're going to go with Barry. Okay. Yep. Oh, go nice. with Barry. So here it is, the classic three-way brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. In classic history. Here's looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Today is February 14th, Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. And today is the birth date of an actor, an actress, an a-hole, and a football player. And in, incidentally, we have uh, Team Mr. J, we have Team BJ, and we have Team <laughs> Chuck. So uh, I feel like Barry, we're, Mr. Jonathan, we're, in good, we're in good company here. All right. Hopefully. I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Jonathan Connie and Barry. And uh, the first one is Florence Henderson. Florence Henderson, TV actress. Golden she gained girls. fame as Carol Brady on The Brady Bunch from 1969 to 1974 and hosted The Florence Henderson Show. Entertainment Weekly ranked her as one of the top 100 greatest TV icons of all time. She's also on Dancing in the Stars in 2010. She was born today. Florence Henderson, what year was she born? Uh, 1934. Chuck. 1940. I'm going to say 1925 because they're both over. And 1934 will get two points. Boom! Two points. <laughs> Damn it. Boom. And my pen's out of ink. Team BJ. Here we go. Two points. Extra pen. And uh, Chuck, this is to you. Okay. Today is Michael Bloomberg's birthday. Sure. That would be the a-hole. Yes. American <laughs> independence politician for the Philanthropist. Thank you. Say that five times fast. <laughs> Businessman who served three consecutive terms as New York mayor. He founder and owner of Bloomberg LP, the global financial data and media, has given him a net worth of $30 billion, That's with what a B. B. billion a B. dollars, making him one of the wealthiest individuals in the world. He single-handedly banned smoking in New York and in 2012 attempted to ban sweetened drinks more than 16 ounces, but was struck down by the Supreme Court just before going into effect. He is an a-hole. But at today's his birthday, Michael Bloomberg, born today, Chuck, what year? He is the reason why there should be term limits. Uh, he was born in 1946. 46. I'm going to go with 44. 44. We have 48. 48. What is it? 40. 46. 44. 48. You're all over. Oh, 1942. Old. You're all over. He's 72, huh? He is 72, 73. 73, yeah. yeah. From today, today, yeah. Today is his birthday. Born on Valentine's Happy Day. Happy birthday, Mayor Bloomberg. There we go. <laughs> okay, this is going to... Uh, Me. Let's go Mr. Jonathan. <clears throat> Mr. Jonathan. Uh, Jack Benny. Jack uh-huh. Benny, comedian. Legendary yeah. vaudeville performer whose work on the... Jack Betty program, a weekly radio and television show that ran from 1932 to 1955. He, he starts scratching that out after I said 32. I <laughs> uh, launched him into national fame as Jack Benny program featured an African-American performer uh, 
performers such as Louis Armstrong in the ink spots, giving him lots of trouble in those days. Here in TV, film, and radio stars of Hollywood Walk of Fame, the late great Jack Benny, born today, what year? 1901. 1901, he says. Barry and Mr. Jonathan? Take my wife, please, uh, 1904. Take my wife, please, wrong. <laughs> wrong. That's not Jack Benny? That is not Jack Benny. I have 1888. 1888, Chuck. We'll give it to you. 1894. Ooh, wow. Oh, that's a shutout. Mr. Jonathan, uh, are you next? Yes. No, yes. that would be BJ is next. <laughs> um, you're going to need something, Mr. Jonathan. It's two to one with uh, Mr. Jonathan Carney and Barry with the lead. Chuck's got one. You have nothing. And this is over to Mr. Jonathan Carney and Barry. Uh, Drew Bledsoe. Oh, yeah. Drew Bledsoe, football player, quarterback, who was selected to four pro balls, spent the first 10 years of his career with the New England Patriots before three seasons with the Buffalo Bills and the last two with the Dallas Cowboys. Led the Patriots in playoffs four times total. However, Tom Brady replaced him and turned the team into Super Bowl champions. But Drew Bledsoe led the way. Uh, Born today, what year? 1969. 1969, Chuck. I have 1965. 1965. I have 1968. It's 1972. It's going to go to John Connie and Barry for three points. Congratulations. And this classic day has been brought to you by Classic Cigars. Whichever classic cigar you choose, it's available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. And if it's your birthday, come into any Two Guys Smoke Shop location, Salem, Seabrook, or National New Hampshire, on your birthday, and they will cut and light a free happy birthday cigar just for you. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, some people, including myself, wish... We could stop talking about government regulations and just enjoy our cigars. But Glenn Loop from the CRA knows we can't and we shouldn't. You can't just sit back and relax. We have to take action or they will finish us off and put us in extinction. This is really important. Glenn Loop from the CRA joins us when we return. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. It's not your grandfather's cigar. Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet yeah, costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. 
The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand pick, hand roll, and then carefully hand check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Oh, yeah. You think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? So. I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's Lagiana Havana. Oh yeah. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. This is John Hart from Jewish State, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retail Radio Network. And we're back. You're listening to The Cigar Authority, a weekly broadcast about cigars and the nonsense surrounding them. Talk about nonsense. No smoking in bars. No smoking outside, even in your home. Oh, yeah, it's happening every day, and you can fix it. Cigar smokers are losing our rights. And here, not to let that happen, is the executive director of the CRA, that's the Cigar Rights of America, is Glenn Loop. Are you there, Glenn? Dave, can you hear me? I can. Terrific. This worked. It did work. It worked. <laughs> so what is going on? What is the worst thing that can happen to us in our cigar rights right, right now? The FDA, is that is that where we're at right now? Well, yes, but I heard you at the top of the hour say uh, it was going to deliver any good news, and I, I have some amazing news. Beautiful. Congress is out of session until next Tuesday. Nice. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> the good news. <laughs> well played. You know, those uh, are the, the one uh, people I'm, will, I'm willing to pay if they don't come to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's an amazing commentary on democracy. It really is. And uh, to, to go to the heart of the question where we go to the negative is um, obviously the regulation of, of premium cigars is the, of the utmost importance. It's the most serious threat that's ever been confronted by this industry. Uh, on April 25th at 9 a.m. on that morning, matter of fact, Mr. Carney, I think, was with me in Indianapolis. Absolutely. Uh, we, we were at the NRA convention signing up uh, cigar patriots at an NRA convention when the regulations hit that morning. And uh, with, with that, 241 pages of regulations were dropped. To give you the Reader's Digest version of that 241 pages, the most threatening is pre-market approval. Um, you talk about these amazing cigars all the time on, on your show. I'm, I'm smoking one of the most politically neutral because when you got 45 cigar companies right. that pay into CRA, they're all your favorite. 
but you know, Sandy Kobas down at El Teton de Bronze in, in, in Little Havana in Miami's made this cigar and she's got about 10 dozen rollers in there. Even any of the manufacturers that are on your shelves at Two Guys or, or Sandy would have to submit these blends to the FDA for approval before they ever are allowed to go to market. Yeah. The FDA is already 4,000 applications behind on new products for cigarettes and smokeless. They, they would get 10,000 applications the first day from the cigar industry. They can't handle it. It's a money grab. Sure. The, the, the second piece of the puzzle is a, is a ban on any form of free sample. Uh, I've been in many shops with, with Mr. Carney there and all the reps of, of all these amazing companies. And uh, Lido or, or Rocky or Nick Perdomo will come out with an amazing new blend. They walk into a shop, they hand everybody one, and they say, I hope you like it so that you'll make that investment, so that you'll buy two or three, so that you'll buy a box of them. A federal offense to give out a free sample of a cigar. It's unacceptable. And, and yeah. then the $10 price point, obviously, to be declared a premium cigar, to even have a hope of any form of exemption, which could be nothing more than a political tease in the first place. And as you and I well know, I mean, over 85% of the market is $9.99 or less. There's a lot of amazing cigars on the market that are, you know, $3, $4, $5. And, and why should they be any less premium than anything else? Absolutely. No. Those, those, are the, those are the most serious. But adding new user fees is going to do nothing but drive up the cost of cigars for consumers and for manufacturers to produce. Uh, the, the estimated cost on that could be 2 to $0.12 cents a cigar. It could be more. But what could really drive up the cost of cigars is the testing procedure that would be compelled upon these, in, these uh, industry allies where they have to study each and every one of these cigars. As our mutual friend uh, Eric and Bobby Newman noted, uh, in the FDA deeming reg, it would take up to 5,000 hours, oh. 5,000 hours just to do the application process for a new cigar. If you have an attorney walking you through that process conservatively, it can cost a million dollars to put a new cigar on the market. Wow. Yeah. Now, Those are the most serious pieces of the puzzle. Glenn, it's my understanding that the FDA does not actually do the testing themselves. When a new market, a new product comes on the market, it's up to the person presenting that product to do all the testing and then present their findings to the FDA. And the FDA decides whether or not that is uh, falling within the acceptable guidelines that they set in an industry that they know nothing about, and that's every industry. Uh, is that the case? That's absolutely the case. As a matter of fact, we've been on the phone with numerous testing laboratories in the last two weeks just to put a cost-benefit analysis on this to dramatize how off-base the FDA is in this expectation. So you're absolutely right. And that testing could be very, very expensive. Um, that's That alone... That requirement alone, it is estimated, could knock 50% of the companies out of the market. Now, is there anything to possibly taking uh, a study done by the American Cancer Institute monograph number nine and presenting that as evidence that the FDA should not be involved in premium cigars? Well, we did that, and CRA was one of the only uh, tobacco-oriented groups that did submit uh, health quality data to its uh, submission in the public comment period to the FDA. We did quote Mono 9. We did quote numerous other analytical pieces that were produced by our consulting, uh, Dr. Chris Coggins, uh, who prepared our health analysis and our submission to the FDA. We did quote that. We also know that that study was used against us in the deeming regulation. Uh, the FDA was very, very fond of, of depicting this, this uh, notion the premium handmade cigars are a path to nicotine addiction. And as everybody on this panel that I'm looking at knows, and everybody in this industry knows, nothing could be further from the truth. Right. 
Yeah, I smoke five cigars a day. Usually when I'm working, I had yesterday off, I smoked uh, zero cigars well, and didn't even crave one. Yeah, there's, um, there's something, you know, when, the thing that needs to be done is the separation of what a premium cigar is because it's, it, it's you know, let's take a tomato or something and a tomato grown on one farm and a tomato grown on another farm is a tomato and that's all, all that it is. It has nicotine qualities to it also, but it's a tomato and that's it. And when it comes to premium cigars, it's tobacco leaves and water. That is the ingredients of a premium cigar. And one leaf is grown on one farm and one leaf is grown on the other farm and they're different leaves, but it's all the same. It's tobacco leaves and water. That That is it. So, well, that's the, yeah, that's the crux of the argument that we put forth in many, many ways. You know, if you make a trillion cigarettes, it's all the first cigarette. You can study the, the chemical composition of a, of a cigarette or other tobacco products. Uh, you can delve into it in a much deeper fashion. They don't appreciate that a premium handmade cigar evolves over time. The fermentation process, the blending process makes this an evolutionary product. And that makes it almost impossible to study. And that's something that they truly have not grasped yet. Yeah. So well, it's unedu- not educated enough to know that there is a difference. And, and uh, it's going to take companies like the CRA and, and everybody else to actually educate them. The problem is they dived into this and it's, it's kind of out of our hands right now. Or is it? Well, it's really not. And, and that goes to the heart of uh, what I, I know we're going to talk about, and that's our legislation to define a premium cigar and to exempt those types of cigars that meet that, that qualification from federal oversight. It, in terms of, let's take, for example, uh, uh, one of our chief patrons is uh, Congressman Hal Rogers of Kentucky. And Congressman Rogers chairs the House Appropriations Committee, and I pointed it out to him like this. Bourbon is defined by federal statute. Federal law defines what bourbon is, 51% corn, a virgin white egg barrel, aged for at least 12 months, et cetera, et cetera. This is no different in terms of an analogy. It defines a premium cigar. If you meet that qualification, you shouldn't be regulated by the federal government. So this will be our third session of Congress with this legislation. Uh, Now it's uh, H.R. 662 and S441. Uh, It came out of the chute with 43 co-sponsors in the House from 19 states. Uh, the Senate bill came out of the chute with 11 sponsors from seven different states. And, Barry, I know you and I were, were having a little exchange earlier about is this a Florida bill because there's a lot yeah. of Florida co-sponsors. 11 that, of was the, that was the natural base uh, because of the role that Florida plays in the, in the cigar industry. There's over 40 corporate headquarters in Fort Lauderdale and Miami. All of them use the ports of Tampa, Fort Lauderdale, and every obviously cigar from Latin America comes in through the port of Miami. There's an amazing economic foundation in that state. But so does Pennsylvania, and frankly, so does Connecticut, and so do the places that host the trade show for the manufacturers, uh, Louisiana and Nevada. Um, We've all gone to great pains to depict the economic relationship between this industry and over 50,000 retail jobs in this country, much less the corporate, the distribution side of of this industry. So this legislation goes to the heart of that, and what it does is it keeps our issue at the forefront of Congress. Whether or not this bill becomes law, and we can have that discussion, it shapes and molds the debate. They extracted, the FDA extracted pieces of what we had in this original legislation into the deeming regulation. And, and that's incredibly significant. Um, the, the parts of the very definition of a premium cigar that were in the deeming regulation came out of our legislation. It's also a way to send a resounding message to the agency that members of Congress, the very bipartisan coalition from Congress are on our side about this issue. 
Through three sessions of Congress, over 251 members have signed on to this bill at one time or another, and 72 of those voted for the original Tobacco Control Act. As I'm fond of saying, you know, I did a Wall Street Journal uh, interview a couple of, uh, about a May, May ago, I guess it was, um, where I said we had the only bill that had Michelle Bachman and Charlie Rangel on the same bill, which must mean we're right. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. That's what that it, This is called the Traditional Cigar Manufacturers and Small Business Jobs Preservation Act. Uh, because it is about uh, small businesses, because that's what the premium cigar industry is. And uh, I'm glad it's written that way, because uh, it, we're not big tobacco, and we have to be looked upon, because it is a, it's so, so different. But uh, I'm constantly saying that uh, when I go to D.C., when I go to m- local state things, um, that you know we're small business people, and, and this is what this thing is about. And they're usually confused with it. That we walk in, and they think this is big tobacco coming, and it's certainly not, not the case. It's a whole different industry. And I think we've gone a long way in, in collectively getting that message across. It's also, as you well know, it's about preserving the last uh, cigar factory in America in Tampa. Uh, with our friends, the Newmans, that helps get the message across that it's about small business and not about big tobacco. There's a lot of ways to depict that. But what's been interesting is that through the course of the last three years, this industry is telling that message to the Congress in a way that it never has before in its history. That's what's made this exciting. Uh, We have board members uh, like Lito and and Carlito Fuente and and Robbie Levin and uh, Bobby Newman and, and others and Rocky's in and out of town and George Padron telling that message in a way that this industry never has before. And that's made this an exciting part of the process. And it's been a good education for members of, uh, of Congress. Glenn, it seems that President Obama wants relations between U.S. and Cuba to uh, be better. Is there anything to him wanting that to happen or him kind of getting that the ball rolling and pushing us in that direction? Because obviously – Cuban cigars are now in the news. Uh, you know, I get a Google alert every single day. There's someone writing a new article about it. Is there anything, any value to that to helping our cause? <laughs> well, that's a really interesting question. And I tell you, uh, ever since the day that the president made his, his announcement of, of that attempt to normalize relations, gotten dozens of phone calls. And I, I did an interview last week with the Hill paper, and I was waiting for them to come out. But I'm going to share a comment with you that – I only shared with them it hasn't been published yet, and that is this. I wonder if the president has informed them, the Cuban government, that he intends to regulate their cigars. <laughs> and that's a dynamic in this debate that I don't think should be overlooked, and I'm putting this out for the first time on, on the Cigar Authority, but it is an absolute truism that if we normalize relations with Cuba, which is, you know, we won't They would be just as subject to these regulations as, as our friends in the Dominican Republic, Honduras, and Nicaragua. So I wonder if the president's administration has broken the news to the Cuban government that he intends to have one of his federal bureaucracies regulate their cigars. Or That is a context that, that we can help in this, in this argument. Now, uh, what they have going for them, if you think about it, is they have cigars, most of which are over $10.00. They have uh, most of them which are over the year's threshold uh, that, that falls in there. So uh, it's kind of a layup for them is how I look at it. And it's going to hurt uh, the American companies that, uh, you know, take El Titan to bronze. Everything that they have is probably out of the mix. Well, that's right. That's right. And But I think the whole Cuban debate can uh, play a role in this discussion. 
and uh, we intend to raise that question. Um, I think it's an interesting part of the dynamic, but certainly not a predominant part of the dynamic in this argument. And there's so much going on with, with uh, Cuba and U.S. relationships that will happen, but uh, it is amazing that everybody looks at cigars, which the, uh, the Cubans produce uh, 100 million cigars worldwide, by the way, worldwide. Uh, we would only get a small, small fraction of what that is. But everybody looks at that as that's the reason why this thing uh, is going to happen, but it's so nothing. It, 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 it is. It's just such a, a – a Glenn gets it all the time, and we hear it everywhere yeah. we go. I, I – uh, I hear it constantly. They're like, <laughs> yeah. what would happen if the Cuban embargo goes away? First of all, you, do you know what the Cuban embargo is about? <laughs> it's not about cigars. Yeah. Everything Cuban is not allowed. It's, there's an embargo. You're not, the US, U.S. doesn't do business with them because they tried to kill us yeah. <laughs> with nuclear missiles. So it's going to take some time, and it's not going to be this thing that goes overnight because that's the reality of why it happened. And on the cigar side, the cigar portion is such a small part of it. And, and to be real honest with you, the premium cigar manufacturers in this business, it would help the industry because it would be bring excitement back to cigars. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's for people who aren't excited about it. And they're going to come in your store and smoke a $30 Cuban cigar, and they're going to pick up my $10 cigar and be like, man, that's better. Yes. And, uh, and that's the reality. It's such a small part of the embargo. Yeah, I, I think it'll be a good thing, but not, not if the government is doing that. It, it's kind of really bad timing, you know, uh, <laughs> that, that – Cuba will look at this. Believe me, I mean, they know that. They know uh, what's going on uh, probably better than we do of what's happening here. And if, if anything... Think, yeah, I'm going to quote uh, uh, Carlito Fuente in, in this. I don't think we should be having a discussion about economic freedom and lifting trade embargoes until we've had the discussion about political freedom. Yeah. And, Amen. Uh, frank, Amen. Frankly, based upon that and the, the political nuances of, of that country, I'm much more concerned about what's going on with tax increases in Ohio or smoking bans in Kentucky. All right, so let's talk a little about states and uh, cities. How about this, uh, what's been going on here, uh, and we've been reporting it week after week, is uh, age restrictions city by city uh, going from 18 to 21. Well, I know that's been a, a, a city by city issue, more of a, of a nuance in, in Massachusetts in terms of what I've read. Um, right now there's pending, uh, there's pending age bills uh, in New York, New Jersey, Rhode Island, California, Utah, and the state of Washington. Of those, the one I think it probably has a little bit more legs than others is probably the state of Washington, uh, where you know it's okay to smoke weed, but don't yeah. talk about a cigar if you're 18. Right. Um, but uh, but those states seem to be the ones really pushing, and I'm not convinced it can get through many of those. I think Washington's state's probably the one that again has the most traction. This uh, this city by city strategy in Massachusetts is, is troubling at best. We tend to take a little bit of a back seat on that issue. Um, uh, IPCPR, the National Association of Tobacco Outlets, CAA, seem to be more engaged on that. Uh, we're kind of holding our cards, if you will, to some degree, because we do want to put this depiction out there that cigars are for discerning adults. Um, do I think philosophically and politically it's the wise thing to do? Absolutely not. It's the proverbial, if you can get married and vote and, and give your life for your country, you ought to be able to smoke a cigar. Um, but it's, it's an interesting nuance in terms of the tobacco control strategy that, that sweeps the country, and I never cease to be amazed by the creativity of our opposition. Yeah, I, th I think it's going to have to be some sort of uh, federal uh, 
thing to say this is what it is. I mean, uh, one city and the, and, uh, the 18, 19-year-old, 20-year-old uh, crosses the city border and goes into the store uh, and buys his tobacco products at that point and then goes back to the city he was in is just hurting. When, they, when a city does this, they hurt the small business people in that city. They're certainly not curbing or, or changing the, the buying habits of the consumer if that's what they think they're pulling off. That's not happening. So I feel bad for the, the, the guy in a little convenience store or something that lost uh, three years of uh, his age uh, because uh, some uh, board of health, uh, three-person board of health group uh, made a, a decision, an unelected decision, uh, not even elected officials that, that can uh, make that. Uh, again, this turns into, uh, you know, a change in federal uh, law. Well, it's interesting you bring that up, Dave, is that in 2015, the FDA is supposed to deliver a report to Congress on this very subject. All right. And what's interesting about that is that this study will no doubt advocate a national age of 21. But then they engaged in a dialogue with the American Medical Association on a, putting a nuance in this report on what would be the impact if the country raised it to 25. And oh, God, God. I think that's where we all have to draw a line in the sand. Uh, but that is going to be a component of this report, and I've verified that. But, again, this is, this is the nanny state at its absolute worst. This is the, you know, it's the proverbial phrase, you cannot legislate maturity. Glenn, do you find it difficult to phrase the argument so that we're not necessarily hurting someone's rights to smoke marijuana, uh, regardless of the age that ends up being appropriate, but also being able to use the fact that marijuana is becoming increasingly more legal, even though the studies show that inhaling marijuana smoke is actually more harmful, harmful to you, certainly than cigars. Do you, do you find it difficult to kind of work that in, or do you use that as a tool at all? Well, we have brought it up uh, at the state level, and especially in places like Colorado and Oregon and the state of Washington, uh, where, where the leniency towards marijuana laws is more prevalent. So, yes, we, we have brought it up. It is the ultimate oxymoron in the, in the smoking arena. There is no doubt about it. Yeah, and, you don't want to be even like... Even up in your neck of the woods, like Massachusetts, the State Police Association in Massachusetts said they're not going to enforce possession of less than an ounce, et cetera, but yet they have these draconian tobacco laws. Anyone that grew up with a, with a younger or older brother knows that if you say, well, he did it, you get your bo yourself both in trouble, and that, that's certainly not the goal. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's just a really strange nuance in terms of the political dynamic in this country. So uh, we're constantly, um, you know, bringing these things up on our blog site, the Cigar Authority, on the radio show. We have a segment each, each and every week saying the things that are happening there. We'll constantly get letters from people that say, you know, I hate when you start talking about the legislation and all this stuff. Uh, and I understand there, you know, we, we're trying to be some, somewhat entertaining and talk about cigars. But uh, it's so, so important because we won't – I can see the day that they end up stopping us from doing this program or stopping us from writing and talking about cigars, advertising the products that are advertised on here, uh, taking that away from us. So I, we constantly bring it up because if, if we just sit back and relax and enjoy our cigars and do nothing – 
then the end is near. And it, it's going to end, and it's going to be a prohibition on it. So there's, there's people like you out there uh, to fight, but you can't fight that fight alone. So okay. the ask right now to our viewers, to our listeners, is to spread the word, to sign the petitions, to join the cause and be part of the solution as, a part, as opposed to sit back and do nothing because that's what we've been doing for way too many years. So what can, what can we ask of, of the people listening to do right now? Well, first of all, you're absolutely right, because believe me, the next round of too many people in our own industry think that once this final rule comes out, that that's it. And nothing can be further from the truth. Right. It's only the first wave. Ask our friends in the coal industry or the financial services industry. The role of regulation never changes. And you're absolutely right about your own show. Advertising and marketing restrictions will be the next wave of regulation, as will manufacturing regulations. So, uh, one, I want to back up real quick on the state because it parlays into this petition notion. Right now, we're running 36 active petitions on the CRA website on state issues, smoking, Kentucky, tax caps in Hawaii, tax increases in Kansas and North Dakota, smoking ban in Texas, tax increase in New York, Ohio, and the very positive legislation to bring smoking back to cigar shops in the state of Washington and the state of Nebraska, which are making great progress. Uh, on the federal bill, the petition right now we just relaunched. Now, in the last two sessions of Congress, 308,000 uh, folks responded to that and it sent a resounding message to Congress and it kept us alive. Go to cigarrights.org. Right there, you can go to your own state page. Wherever you live, we've got a state page that has all your legislation. And if the legislation's a threat, we've got this thing keyed so that all you do is put in your name and your zip code and it goes to every member of your state legislature. How easy. Nice. Likewise, it's the best $18,000 we could spend. It's a great software program Beautiful. that links every cigar smoker in America to their elected official. Likewise, on the federal legislation, uh, it's front and center right now. We just relaunched it two days ago for the new bill. In, all, in 24 hours, we got like 4,000. It says two on the 2,000 on the counter, but it's like 4,000 right now. Uh, that's triggered to go to your members of Congress. So your member of the House and your two members of the United States Senate will get that message from us. Just to give an example of how that worked, last year we'd walk into a member of Congress's office and we'd say, we're here for H.R. 792, and they would say, oh, the cigar guys are here. It sends a message. Anytime you trip over a quarter of a million petitions to Congress, they recognize it, they know it, they keep a tally on the A's and the nays. Yep. And believe me, our opposition is running petitions against our bills. So whether you're at the state level on smoking bans and tax increases or on the federal level on trying to prevent regulation, cigar smokers are no longer cigar smokers. They are cigar voters. Yes. And to keep programs like yours alive, to keep shops like yours uh, in business, we've got to be engaged. We've got to train the consumer to be politically engaged because they're not used to this level of threat. But collectively, as I'm fond of saying, we're not going to be the first industry and we're not going to be the last that claws its way back from political Armageddon. Yeah, as a uh, uh, person from where the New England Patriots won the Super Bowl, uh, I'll tell you, we won the Super Bowl not playing defense, but playing offense. And that's what I'd like to see end up happening to the CRA and every organization. To, we, we've been playing defense for way too long. I, I'd like to overturn some of these things that already happened to us and stop playing uh, a different type of game uh, because I think that's the only way to win. We have to even overturn some bad stuff that happened. But I know that those overturned things are a lot harder to do than the stuff to stop what's, what's about to happen. It's so much harder. So the stuff well, that's happening now, we have to stop because overturning it is such so much more difficult. 
Well, I think this effort in Nebraska to overturn a Supreme Court mm -hmm. decision on huge. banning smoking cigar shops yeah, and cigar huge. bars is an amazing example. I was very fearful of the national example that that court decision um, could mean for this industry. And, and the CAA, the IPCPR have done yeoman's work on the ground. The retail community, the consumers have been engaged. I gave testimony on that legislation two weeks ago in Lincoln, Nebraska. That's a great case study. What our mutual friend Joe Rundell is doing in, in, uh, in Washington State to get smoking back in cigar shops in the state of Washington is an amazing case study. Um, so there's some great examples, indeed, of, of trying to go more on offense to get these types of things overturned. Uh, it, it, it's, it, you're, you, could, you said it best yourself. It's time to go on offense. Here we go. Glenn, I'll be in uh, Washington, D.C., February 23rd to 27th, walking the halls again, my friend. Will you be down there? I will see you that week. Okay, beautiful. And uh, for all our listeners out there, please, cigarrights.org, go on there, fill out the petitions. And you know what? For 35 bucks, become a member. Join the team. Uh, it's a little money to pay so that they can buy these software programs and uh, help, uh, help the cause. Thank you so much for joining with us again, my friend. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate it so much. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, something new and special and explosive is coming out from La Flor Dominicana. We have five samples. We're going to light them up and tell you all about them when we return. We have Cigar News from Bad News Barry, News from the Asylum, Old Fart Freddy, and more with Mr. Jonathan Connie. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Hey, listen, you're listening right now on your smartphone. You're listening on on some sort of electronic device that you can just jump right over, go to cigarrights.org, sign up, sign the petition, and check out what's happening in your state. And when you're smoking the La Florida Dominicana Oro Number no. 6, always remember, vote the bums out and keep the lid end out of your mouth. We'll be back with our number two on the United Cigar Radio Network. You know, some football players today remind me of Cuban cigars. They're weaker, they talk too much, and they don't pack the same punch they used to. Take it from Mike Ditka, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold, and check out the new Camacho Carrojo line of smokes. Built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor comes two that go head-to-head. -head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure. And bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar & Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. 
Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? This is Jonathan Carney with the Florida Vancana. I'm J.R. Dominguez. This is John Hart. This is Victor Vitale. Hi, this is Pete Johnson. Steve Saka. Hi, this is Phil Zangi. This is a little bit of shake. Is the Cigar Authority. And Ray. The authority on everything cigar. In. And out of the cigar industry. Do it. With your hosts. That's a lovely accent you have. David Garofalo. New Jersey. Austria. Austria. <laughs> well then, good day, mate. Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Mr. Jonathan. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the south call you, hey Zeus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of dominoes, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. Barry Stein. That's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> and Chuck Morrison. Is this your place? No, 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 no. No, I live with my mom. Oh. Yeah. You hungry? Hey, Ma! we get some meatloaf? It's time to light them up. There's no smoking in here. It's time. Oh, it's all right, darling. I'm a volunteer fireman. For the Cigar Authority. Hey, shake it back, Cal. Woo! Shake it back! And we're back with our number two live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. This hour, I have a feeling it is going to be an explosive hour <laughs> with La Flor Dominicana. We got some samples of a one-time release that nobody has lit up yet, and we will be the judge to see if this production is going to happen or not. So uh, welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. All right, Jonathan Carney, this is my last pitch to you for advertising on the oh, show. I'm never going to bring it up again <laughs> after this. But you listen this to this read, and you tell me if this isn't a perfect fit. You ready? Okay. Oh, You're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location this week from the LaFleur Dominicana Studios here in Tax-Free Salem, New Hampshire, and we're the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist. We demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com, where you can watch the giant LaFleur Dominicana banners that we could hang on either side of this TV. Or you could catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on YouTube or iTunes, where you can set it and forget it on both. Boom goes the dynamite. My friend... Coffee is for closers. <laughs> Only. And there's your cup. There we oh, go. Yay. I think I think we I think that might be it. I think I might be in. I, I think you did it. <laughs> All right. You must be from Mitch and Murray. You must be from downtown. <laughs> well, I'm here on done, a mission sir. of mercy. <laughs> You've yeah. been doing this for four years, <laughs> and you just got me to say yes live on the air. All right. Woo! There we you heard go. it here first. I don't folks. know what I just did, but <laughs> <laughs> you'll deal with that after. Hopefully, you've got a, an expense budget that you can just throw it on the card. There we go. Just like the CRA, we need money too. We need to survive and keep going. So um, we had talked to Lito last time he was in town. Uh, you were in the office with us, and uh, we we had a project that came out. Oh my God! It's got to be about seven years or so ago. Uh, that I had this crazy idea of a little three-inch cigar with a with a um, tail on the end of it, like a fuse, and I called it the firecracker, and I said, uh, you know, if there was ever a cigar brand that would 
really make a firecracker, explosive cigar. Uh, I think it would be La Fleur Dominicana. And I would love a one-time release of it. In like three seconds, he says, yeah, that would be a good idea. <laughs> you know, I, Barry, you were there too. We, we, our mouth is hanging open. I'm ready to go for this hour-long pitch. It was a little a, awkward. After he said yes, you kept going with yeah. the pitch. We had to like stop. He I had, said yes. The, the look on his face when I reached over and checked his forehead to make sure he wasn't feverish. I had so much to, you know, so many things to add to it. And, and he, no, no. Yeah, yes, it sounds like a good idea. We'll do it. Yeah, you had to stop him. David. The answer is yes. <laughs> and stop pitching me. Yeah, but, you know. So uh, here we have the sample. Uh, you just came back from the Dominican Republic with the sample of it. And uh, those that can see it on there, there it is. It's a 3-by-50 uh, long pigtail on it with a piece of tobacco that holds separately, uh, acts like a band, but holds the, the, the tobacco, the, um, the wick, I guess, the, the fuse. fuse. Uh, holds it down so it doesn't uh, break off. There we go. Chuck's getting really close to it. Um, this is a La Fleur Dominicana double Lajero firecracker. This is a, uh, first of all, these are the first yes. in the United States, period. This is the first time we've ever spoken about this outside yes. of your office. I was right. even careful with uh, email exchanges and phone calls <laughs> of who I could or couldn't talk to around about it. Yeah. Um, so we were obviously very, very quiet about this because it's something special. And I'll say when I first come, uh, started coming into your retail stores four years ago, I saw this firecracker. Yeah. And one of, your, um, one of your employees gave me one. He's like, hey, these are, you know, this is the original. Uh, I want you to have this. Yeah. I'm sitting there and I'm like, hmm. I'm like, we make like the strongest cigars right. on the planet. I'm like, this would be something that I'm like, like you know, we should do this in the yeah. back of my head. I'm like, it's like That's a, a no-brainer. Right? Yeah. Like, this is a no-brainer. So uh, <clears throat> when uh, you all had talked about it and sat down with Lito, and then he, uh, you know, he said, yes. I'm saying, no, this is perfect. I'm like, this is what we were, we make, this is what we grew, this is what we've grown the right. strong tobacco for for 20 years. Here's my question, too. I had mentioned a couple of weeks ago, and we dealt with an email last week on this, that most of the cigars coming out of the Dominican Republic would be labeled as mild to medium. And I asked, what does the country do with its Lajero? Mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're rolling mild cigars, you still have the top of the plant. Do you guys just use stuff that you grow or do you, are you also absorbing other companies' stronger tobacco? 99% of all the Dominican tobacco we use is ours. Okay. Um, you may have a little bit of something because you, you, you may have some backup just because you're worried about, uh, you know, fermentation. If something's going a little slower, yeah. you might bring a little backup in um, just to have in the case of a rainy day. Sure. Because uh, you never want to have a, you know, you never, you know, if you can't do it, you can't do it. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, we've never had to really ever do that, but we do have parts that we hold on to. And uh, if we don't use it, we get rid of it, which that's mostly what we've done. Um, 99%, 100% of every bit of Dominican tobacco is in there. Us. Now, why the Dominican was known for medium and mild cigars traditionally and still kind of is and why that's changed with us is you've got to look at the environment of the business climate in the Dominican Republic. It's the largest exporter of premium cigars in the entire planet. What are the majority of premium cigars sure. yeah, it's mild. out there. It's mild mm. cigars. And you look hey. at the tobacco that's grown in the Dominican Republic away from uh, exclude our types of uh, our, our, what we do. You know, Fuente does some very full-bodied tobaccos sure. with their Opus X and what they use for their Dominican puros, similar to what we do. <clears throat> that tobacco is grown to be put in 
mild cigars. It was made to go into, you know, Swisher Sweets are made in the Dominican Republic. Right, right. And these big tobacco growers down there grow what they sell the most of. So they sell the most of that. So they make milder cigars. So that was what traditionally what was grown in the Dominican Republic. DR grows milder tobacco. Is it is it strains of tobacco that typically are milder and then other strains are fuller bodied? So you could go deeper into the plant and not just be at that Corona and Lajero level. You could go down into maybe. Uh, certainly. And uh, there's different plants. So that the height of the plant changes it. Uh, there's some uh, tobacco that we're growing right now on the farm that's uh, an experimental tobacco that we're using. I mean, it grows short. So there's not, you have traditionally Lajero, Viso, Seco, and those yeah. different percentages in the Dirt Dwellers, Volato, which you don't really use in any premium cigars. Um, but this plant is about, a normal plant grows like six to eight feet tall. This plant grows like two and a half, three feet off the ground. It doesn't grow any higher than that. Yeah. And it is getting all of this sun. And these leaves are small. They're thick. They're incredibly full-bodied. So different strains and different types of plants, as with any type of creature or uh, organism, are not all created equal. They're not all the same, and okay. they're different. You know, as Glenn touched upon, there's all these different things. So, you know, to say, well, uh, you can't grow Sumatra because uh, it doesn't grow tall enough, and that doesn't fit a regulation or this. So any of those things are all different, and it does definitely affect um, the profile. So we grow a lot of fuller-bodied uh, tobaccos that traditionally are fuller-bodied through that, and it's what you use, and it's the, you know, it's what you, you use in your cigars. We use a lot of the higher priming parts of the plant. Um, and also the nutrients, how you grow them in the soil, how you uh, process it when it's being primed, how you, uh, if you take the crowning process, which is taking the flower off, so the nutrients focus on just the leaves. Um, also the way it's cured in the curing barn. Is it is it a wide open curing barn with just air where it's like no process to doing it? So it's taking traditional uh, tradition from the Dominican Republic of how things were done to just get it done to taking it to a more complex process yeah, take it to that creates level. a healthier product. And with a healthier product being created, you get fuller-bodied cigars. And that's what Lido's kind of revolutionized and been the forefront of making full-bodied Dominican cigars and breaking the mold on that. So there you go with what you got with the firecracker. Wow. This is some of the strongest stuff out there. I'm scared. <laughs> I'd like to go right back to the Oro that we smoked, and it was actually very good. Yes. Very, very good. I noticed you stopped right around the same point that I did where it started getting, um, I believe the industry term is strong as balls. Yeah. It was, uh, it was kicking up. But you know what? I'm going to put this aside because I truly am afraid of this. Yes. Um, I am not a full-bodied guy. I am not a double Lajero, the Fleur Dominicana guy. But we have to do this. Uh, somebody has to, so we have to give it a try. So let's give it a cut and light and see what happens. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that, while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. I will add, when we do, uh, we don't do a lot of, we do a lot of exclusive products uh, from time to time, uh, but we do very few um, that have a, the customization of what, what's oh, been yeah. done with the firecracker. You, um, you, don't, you don't make a cigar this size, you don't make it with this tail, you don't make it, you no. know. And, and this, this for us is, uh, is unique, because I was watching them doing the design for the box when they were down there, our graphic guy, and um, this is truly you know, this is about La Florida Minicana, but it is about being the firecracker. That is forefront, um, and it's the, the main purpose of what this cigar and is. And that is so. what makes me the most nervous. 
is that Leto is a very focused individual. So if he set his mind to making a firecracker, there is no doubt in my mind there's going to be some firecrackeriness going on here. So we, we cut the little pigtail off. It has an unfinished foot. Again, it's 3 by 50 um, and it's going to run at uh, $100 a box of 20 So you're looking at a $5 cigar, folks. It's, it's 3 by 50 um, and it is certainly going to uh, take you into the Double a Hero uh, if you haven't had it before, but probably Double a Hero Plus because of the this, this short... Uh, size of what the cigar is so now you ever you ever travel alone i'm sure you do mr Carter. occasionally yeah well, occasionally. sometimes sometimes when you're traveling you need a little poke every once in a while and this lighter the vertigo governor comes with its own little poker which you can use to you know when you're nubbing a cigar you poke it right in and you got your little your little nubber which we may need but that's that really is for the the pipe that is for the tamper of the pipe. Well, I'm not it a, is a pipe lighter. I'm not a pipe smoker, but the other side can certainly be used as a tamper. Rumors uh, are. I tend to focus on the you poking. You might just occasionally smoke a pipe. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone. So the Vertigo Governor is 1999. It is traditionally referred to as a pipe lighter because the flame, it's a soft flame, does shoot out the side. Therefore, you're not going to catch your thumb on fire like you would with a regular lighter. So what we're going to do is light it, and what we're doing is burning the unfinished foot. So that tobacco on the bottom is going to burn. The first draw we take in should be uh, a lot more wrapper, obviously, right? So the, the taste of the wrapper is going to draw through the cigar. That's what we're going to taste, and it will, it will stay constant throughout because we're going to draw it into there. The cigar acts like a sponge. The cigar is dense. Uh, it seems like it's not going to draw. It's so densely packed. Yeah, strong like a straw. But it draws perfect. I, I did a test uh, taste as I go through, which was a sweet taste, but that sweetness is about to go away. It reminded right. me a little bit of a, of a pretzel. You know, not, not the soft pretzel, but the hard Quinlan pretzels. Quinlan. Wow. That's right. Nailed it. Wow. I ha when did that start? <laughs> <laughs> That's new. What, what, I've, in my occasional travels, apparently I've missed something. But, uh, you know, as I was talking about, like, when we do something unique and really special like this, where it becomes wow. about what the cigar is, and it's not just about our brand, it's about the firecracker and uh, carrying on and taking it to another level of where you've started it at. Um, this is the firecracker. This has got some special tobacco in it. It is... We got fuller-bodied stuff. Right, right in the yeah. nose, right. Yeah. Um, and the this nose, the hero on the wrapper? This, <laughs> is, uh, this has got... Uh, this is effing awesome. This has <laughs> definitely got some, some of the more unique tobaccos that we don't always throw in every single one of our cigars. Um, and as I said, we, got, we use the strongest Lajero, and there's another part of that plant that we got. The stem? That's a little small that doesn't usually fit in some yeah, of these big very blends. Corona. There is some, yeah. uh, I'm going to guarantee you there's some Corona leaves in here. So you're going to get the... Because uh, it's three inches, it can, it can yep. take that yeah. leaf. You're going to get the full La Flor Dominicana tobacco experience with this and, and get an experience that you haven't really had what before. Is, what is that? The Media Tiempo, right? The, that little tiny leaf, it's called Media uh, no, Tiempo. It's called we corona. call it the Corona. Yeah, and I'm right. sure it has names and things right. like that. Uh, you know, different names. is you know, But uh, we, we call it the Corona. We don't use it all the time. Uh, we will throw it into certain blends and unique projects like this. We save that tobacco. These little we'll pieces that are stick, sticking up at the top, straight up, pointing at the at the uh, at the gods. Wow! One thing we started doing at the factory, um, 
is the plants grow these little suckers on the sides of them, which is essentially another plant. We take those out because you want to focus yeah. on that. So Lido is doing some unique things with uh, that little extra plant that grows. Um, I don't know if I can go into it too much, but uh, All right. he's I- experimenting with taking those suckers and that other plant that grows which takes all the nutrients that have these small, thick, strong leaves, and you may or may not be growing those on their own on a second growth, essentially. Ah. This is the strongest guy I've ever tasted in my life. <laughs> the flavors on this, though, now, it is, it is certainly strong, and I'm already getting cold sweats, and <clears throat> it's choking me up. There'll be a bathroom. The flavor is it's a, it's, a, it's a gum mashup between juicy fruit and not dentine, trident, cinnamon gum. I don't Boom. Where you're talking about Goes there? The but I'll tell you, it's you, all. You're it, lucky, Chuck's there because I would have played the crickets. It's all aroma. I can, I can see some cinnamon. You can't say it, Barry, but and cinnamon. juicy fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can't spice. taste it, but you can't say it. <laughs> it's um, it, it's my nose is tingly. Uh, yeah. It's very aromatic. It, it, uh, almost I want to step back after I take a puff to get away from the, the smoke of it. Wow. You know how some people smoke a cigarette after sex? This is the one you smoke before. This could replace the little blue pill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There'll be 250 boxes of 20. That's just 5,000 cigars made of this. Three by 50 with a fuse, unfinished foot, uh, going in at approximately $100 a box. Uh, which is a five dollar cigar. So uh, when when can we expect? Uh, we, it, you, listen, you, you get the approval of it, um, but the thing is, uh, I don't have to smoke it, right? <laughs> you have to smoke this. Thing. I'll smoke this one, but I mean, it, it will not be a regular thing. I'll put a box mm-hmm. aside like I always do. But uh, wow, you got any this uh, suave on you? <laughs> no, actually, out? no, no. I, I just came back from the farm, we, uh, farm and factory. I don't think we even stock suave down there. Wow. But uh, you can't get anything mild down at the farm and factory. Uh, but you can expect to see this quite soon. Uh, Lido's got all the information. These cigars are already in production. Uh, they're being made. One unique thing that we have uh, is that we own our own farm and factory. We have yeah. all of our own tobacco. Uh, you know, 80% of every blend we have is our tobacco. The other 20% uh, we ferment on our own. So we control the whole process. So when we, uh, we have a special project that we do, we've got tobaccos that are ready to be smoked, ready to be put into cigars, and uh, we put them out there. So you will probably be able to see this, uh, I anticipate, uh, in the next uh, month or so at the, at the absolute most. I dare you to smoke this cigar. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> um, this is going to be up on Two Guys Smoke Shop's website. Yeah, if we there? go to twoguyscigars.com, you hit the drop-down box above the rotating graphics. You scroll down to La Flor Dominicana, double a Harrow Firecracker. You can click notify me. You can put your email address in, and as soon as they arrive, you will get an automated email. Or you can also follow us, of course, you know, on Twitter and Facebook where we'll announce it when they arrive as well. If you end up getting that notify me, you're going to get notified as soon as I would get notified to say they arrived. And at that Sooner. point, um, you, can, you can or cannot. It's not like you're buying anything, but you can or cannot make your determination at that point if you want to buy it. Remember, there's only 250 boxes. Uh, I, I expect that to go real fast uh, when it comes. Uh, so if you're, if you're into this type of thing uh, or you're a collector, uh, maybe you want something like this, that would be the time to get something like that. Um, you know, we, you know, one thing, you know, when we're sitting down there, you know, uh, Lito and Inez are very honest people, and they are very, you know, thankful to have an opportunity to put 
our tobacco on display with a special project like this. Uh, they said, we don't do a lot of things yeah. like this, and it's a great opportunity for us to, one, you know, be appreciative of the opportunity to do it and have the opportunity for, you know, smokers to have this chance to try right. Dominican tobacco that is the strongest in the world. Now, it, it, by trying something like this, and it, there's not going to be all that much of it, but if somebody ends up trying it and they like the taste profile of it, they, at that point, go to the Double a Hero, and that's what they have, right? I mean, this is the Double a Hero Natural. Uh, yeah, this is. I mean, this is a darker natural yeah. wrapper. Uh, and it, it, you can you can almost call it Maduro. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it is so close. The aging and fermentation on this, uh, you know, when again yeah, with it a smaller, six days before it yeah, officially hits Maduro. With a smaller cigar, I mean, sometimes you have some leaves that are just incredible. They've gone through the aging and fermentation process. It's great, and then the, you have it's. You're going to roll a big cigar with it, so you you have to pick a different leaf because it doesn't visually look the way it does. It doesn't won't necessarily because there may be uh, faults in parts of the wrapper. Uh, tobacco, so it becomes filler. With this, we can take our strongest, healthiest, darkest natural wrapper that's nearly Maduro and use that because the usable portion, we're looking for such a small yes. portion of that wrapper. Uh, so you're getting something really special here. You're, you're getting something that doesn't necessarily, uh, you know, translate into everything that we make. You know, Double Arrow is going to be a, the, where you're going to go with it. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is something different. This is special. If you want to try something uh, that's Got a little bit of that traditional Florida Minicana, but kind of takes it to an entirely different level. Um, you know, if you love cigars and you geek out about them, and if you don't, this is what you smoke. This is a this is special. From yeah. the geeky side, what I love about this is there's a small bit of tobacco holding the fuse in place on the side of the cigar. You can opt to remove the fuse if you want. Or you could keep it in place and smoke right through the fuse, which I'm doing. Oh, really? I took mine out. So you're actually going to smoke through it. So that'll be yep. different anyway. Tell yep. me if anything ends up ha changing at that point. Well, it should show a nice effect on the ash as that as that piece of tobacco holds I wonder on. if that piece of tobacco is going to give a, a different flavor to it when we, when we cross that. It's about halfway through. I'm wondering if you're going to make it to that piece of tobacco. <laughs> I'll, I'll make it, but uh, I'm, I'm not digging it. I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> Last week we were drinking... Uh, Balvini uh, scotch with the cigars, and I get a little loopy. I'm loopier now smoking this than it is drinking that. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to get more drunk off this. Wow, this is uh, so a buzz. It's burning well, and you can tell we talk about this a lot. If you look at the burn line on this, there almost isn't one. This is so well-aged. Very aged tobacco. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Garofalo. Yes. This is your firecracker. This is my firecracker, <laughs> for sure. Thank you. Thank uh, this is it. We don't have to go any further. It's absolutely approved, and uh, pack them up and, and get them. Now that, now that we've t taken a look at what's coming out as a partnership between Two Guys Smoke Shop and the Florida Dominicana, what is coming out that's going to hit the regular shop's shelves from the Florida Dominicana? And uh, don't be afraid to get yourself in a little bit of trouble. Right, here. right. <laughs> just I just came, came back. back from the sales meeting. Trust me, I got in plenty of the trouble there. <laughs> um, the... Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. I said everybody always says it. Uh, Tony's working on a project um, that is so unique for us in a departure from the traditional look of our brand um, in the traditional aspect of uh, what the blend is. You're being very careful. And it's, 
It's something, one thing we talk he, about. He tells it, his guys not to say anything, so he's walking the line yeah. not, not to do what I, he I, I, told I, them I, not to do. Right? Everyone knows when this show is on today, trust me. They're, yeah. they're all sitting here waiting to see what John Carney's about to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, he's, he's got a really cool project that he's working on. And uh, it's wow. really going to be a, a, a you, know, you hear the word game changer. I hate using all those cliches. Yeah. Uh, what he's working on is going to be something that hits everything. It's every aspect of the cigar business, every guy that's online. Um, it's going to be right up their alley in terms of what people are smoking, what's trending. Um, and, uh, and we're putting our twist on, on it. And it's, it's a little departure from what we've done in the past. So that's a project that's coming uh, sometime during the year. Probably Different brand show. name? Uh, still Florida Minicana. Okay. Yep. Yep. That's, I mean, that's, we're not, uh, we're not looking to grow other brands. Okay. Uh, you know, we're not looking to be part of any other brands. It's, it is about La Florida Minicana and that's what our focus is. And that's, uh, that's what's taken us to where we're at. So it will be that, but, uh, it's, uh, it's different. So when you see that, you, it'll make complete sense of what I just said. Now, there um, is a, there is a little bit of a trend in blending cigars that's happening right now. Companies that are traditionally known for their country of origin are experimenting with tobaccos from other countries and going through the fermentation process in their own factory in their home country. Is this something that we can expect from the Florida Minicana to possibly come out with uh, something that is Honduran or something that is primarily Nicaraguan or Costa Rican, something along those lines, or are you staying true to the Dominican Republic? The, the Dominican Republic, obviously, we feel is the best country to grow tobacco and make cigars in uh, <coughs> In terms of what we look for, full-bodied, full-flavored, uh, clean tobacco, what we're able to do there is not matched anywhere else in the world. Um, so we do pick up plant strains and varieties of different plants from different areas. We grow Pelo de Oro, uh, which is traditionally uh, was traditionally grown in Cuba. Uh, I think there's three factories and three farms that are uh, actively growing it. Uh, we're the only ones that are actively using it as wrapper on our El Lito Gomez small batch uh, release. That's Pelo de Oro, grown in the Dominican Republic, uh, really special tobacco. Um, and something you may see this year is you may see us utilize that Pelo de Oro in a different portion of a cigar. Mm. Um, so that's something that's kind of unique and special that uh, might happen. Uh, but, no, we're true to the Dominican Republic. The the big, uh, the biggest, uh, the you know, our largest... Uh, other country, it's kind of even with us. Uh, you know, we're not like, you know, we don't, we, we use Nicaraguan. Sure. We use it as wrapper on this last cigar we had. We use it in some fillers. Yeah, 1994 uh, has, has a little Nicaraguan uh, in it. 1994 it? has no Nicaraguan. That is that full-bodied top leaf that's one of those suckers is in there um, to uh, give it that kick. I mean, a lot of the time we, when we, this is, I mean, this is, People will probably say I'm lying or whatever, but uh, we use Nicaraguan to tone down our blends. Wow. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm smoking the firecracker now. I believe you. I believe everything you're saying. Barry, quickly, uh, we forgot on the last segment. Uh, last week we had a question uh, on our website to, uh, for the folks out there to answer, and we have a new question for this week. Yep, each and every week we put up a poll on the right-hand column on uh, thecigarauthority.com. Last week we asked what your favorite rapper was. And the winner of that was Broadleaf with Connecticut Shade coming in second and Sumatra third. Um, last in that vote was Corojo. This week we ask, what is your preferred cutting method for your cigars? And as always, as mentioned, you can vote at thecigarauthority.com. Once again, the poll is in the right-hand column, and we look forward to seeing what you have to say. Is Corojo the one that Rudy said you missed? No, it was Cameroon. Oh, Cameroon, okay. 
Cameroon, you make a Cameroon. Not many people doing it right now, but uh, you, you continue to make Cameroon? Yeah, we have, uh, we have six different sizes in our Cameroon cabinet line now. Uh, our, real, our real traditional Cameroon line, which is called the 2000 Series, which was one of our first, cigar, uh, first line extensions when we started back in 1994, uh, has been discontinued. Uh, it was a milder version of a Cameroon. The Cameroon cabinet is a Cameroon Lijero wrapper, so we use a higher priming on that, uh, a little thicker, combusts uh, a little bit slower, so you get a little bit uh, stronger flavor profile from the Cameroon. Uh, we use Dominican binder and Nicaraguan and Dominican filler in that to make that a medium to full-body blend. We do uh, six different sizes on that, chisels, toros, torpedo. Um, a Lonsdale. And, yeah, a little toned down to be able to have some Cameroon mm-hmm. taste to it. Does is there something to the the length that a cigar smokes? So you have a slower burning tobacco. Is that going to impart stronger flavor or a weaker flavor in your opinion? Uh, s- slower burning tobacco. I think it's pretty cut, you know black and white in that it's uh, you know tobacco that burns slower is thicker. Um, so you know so if you're just smoking an individual leaf of Lijero versus Viso Seco, the Lijero is going to burn significantly slower. And traditionally. Your flavor is going to come from something that's a little thicker, has a little bit more to more it. More flavor, more strength. More flavor. So, yeah, the slower a cigar slower. is going to burn, um, you know, whether it is – if it's based off – if it's burning slow and you're getting no issue with drying it, that's because the tobacco is burning slower. Because we're 31 minutes into this bad boy, and I'm only uh, – what is that, a half an inch? It's burning slow. It's so, slow. You know, it's if you have slow. a draw on a, t- on a cigar that's bad, you know, the draw is bad on it, and it's smoking. So that doesn't necessarily mean it's fuller by the tobacco. It means, it's, you know, there's an issue with the way it was constructed. Yeah. So this cigar is pretty crazy, but right now it's time to take uh, a peek into some more craziness, a peek into the asylum with some crazy news. Here comes the asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. It's time for News from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 6x80 Asylum Cigars. Serial killer Charles Manson supposed budding romance with a woman 53 years his junior has allegedly been exposed as a money-making scheme. Ah. According to journalist Daniel Simone, 27-year-old often... Elaine Burton, known as Star, much easier to pronounce, was hoping that she would gain possession of Manson's corpse through marriage so she and a couple of friends could put it on display in a glass case in Los Angeles. When asked how he felt about someone wanting him just for his body, Manson (laughs) replied, Have you seen my ass? (laughs) He is the poster child for insanity, and that's... Asylum. Uh, she's crazy. She is crazy. Speaking of asylum, uh, Tom Lazuka is a really good friend of mine, and the, uh, we talk a little, a lot about this. We do a lot of big ring gauge cigars yeah. as well, and we were sitting at the, the factory talking about the big ring gauge trend, and they're like, "Well, you know, you do see it slowing down," and and my guy's like, "Yeah, you see it slowing down a little bit," and blah blah blah, because. Well, like, I don't give them 80 ring gauge cigars to go out and hand out. Yeah, you know, yeah. Those, those are things that are, like, selling themselves. Yeah. So I go, you get smaller cigars. So you guys are smoking Robustos. You're smoking at the biggest cigar you're smoking is a Churchill. I go, um, 
Chris, uh, one of my sales guys said to me, and you know, I kind of felt the same way until I sat and looked at these numbers. And uh, it, it's like, oh, well, yeah, it's starting to slow down. It, it is not. The top ten cigars we make were all like nine of the ten were 60 ring gauge. Uh, the El Granu, which is our 6x64, which released halfway through the year last year, yeah. was our number five selling cigar of the entire year. Yeah, this and it was wow. insane. We have seven feet of snow, and people are still smoking 70 ring gauges. Yeah, it is. It's there. It's here to stay. Uh, you know, it's the extreme side of it gets a little extreme, but there's people that do that because they like being extreme. But uh, the big ring gauge game's here to stay. 60 plus, 70s here, 64s, yeah, you know, 72s. It, it exists, and it's not going anywhere. You look at a 50, and it seems small now. Yeah, yeah and that's, that's where it's at. And you, you look at it, you know, what if, what do we smoke? And, and, you know, I said, I go, the reason we have robustness things is because those are – what we're trying, you know, we're trying to work with, because if I gave you 70, I can't give you 70 ring gauge cigars because I need them to put in boxes and right? sell them. Yeah. Uh, gentlemen, Chuck Morrison, are you ready? Let's do it, baby. While you're enjoying life till it's full, it's important to be debonair. And how to be more debonair and gentlemanlike is Mr. Chuck Morrison. Do you need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. Do you need a gentleman? Ladies, fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices, and pump up the volume. You need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today, gentlemen, for most women, Valentine's Day is like the Super Bowl for men. In other words, ignore this day at your own peril. Fortunately, though, most women are not looking for a grand display of love. No, no. More than anything, they want to know that you, too, just want to celebrate what you've built together. Here are three feel-proof ways to let her know that you care the debonair way. Number one, up your game on this special day. If you normally go out to eat inexpensively and catch a movie, seize this opportunity to take it up a notch with an eatery that has a real atmosphere. Like Taco Bell. Like Taco Bell. (laughs) Or perhaps a live show. If it's too late to get tickets, take her out for a nice meal and give her tickets for an upcoming weekend. Number two here, it's okay to stay in. If you create a mood that makes it special, and with the recent snowstorms, we're projected to get even more snow today, this may be your only option for today. What makes any meal special, though, fellas, is the setting. Think tablecloth, candles, flowers, dressing up, and romantic music. Lastly here, flowers. Flowers are always appreciated any day, but never more so than on Valentine's Day. Roses are fine, but typically overdone. Don't be afraid to get creative, offering things like a bouquet, in incorporating chocolates and candies. That's the Debonair way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. The question always is, Mr. Jonathan Carney, are you Debonair enough? I'm going to tell you this. My wife and I do not celebrate Hallmark holidays, period. That's it. Mrs. Jonathan, if I gave her a bouquet of flowers today, she would punch me in the face. Yeah, I spent the day with uh, debonair Phil Zangi while I was down in the Dominican Republic. He came over to the Grand Almirante where I was hanging out for a day just to relax a little bit. And uh, he is Mr. Debonair. There's no doubt about it. Uh, he brought me the most giant ashtray I ever saw. 
You saw it. Oh, how big? It's huge. Oh, oh my God, it's this big. Let's just say we could use it on the show <laughs> yes. for six months and not have to empty it. <laughs> it is gigantic, and uh, plenty of T-shirts and all that stuff. I, I smoked a. Um, um, 33 degree gigantic uh, debonair cigar yeah, is coming like a out. Super yeah. A, yeah. It, it, it's a thick A. Yeah, it's uh, gigantic. So uh, 10, 11 it, inches long or yeah, something like that. That's huge. Off. So, uh, Mr. Jonathan Connie, the question of the day: You are the national sales manager um, for the entire country for La Florida Dominicana. We have seven feet of snow here in Salem, New Hampshire. More is coming today. The question is, why are you here? <laughs> uh, that's, the, that's the question I ask myself every single time I return home after a week of travel. Uh, last week I was in Phoenix. Yes. Uh, in the last 10 days I've been in uh, Phoenix, Tucson, um, Florida, and the Dominican Republic. And now I'm in New Hampshire, and I'm headed north after this north. to northern Maine. Oh, um, so I, 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 the answer to your question is I, I have no idea. I must I, be – I'm insane. Yes, I, <laughs> I hear it's dynamite in Texas right now in Florida. But, uh, hey, to each his own. We're going to go to break. Uh, when we come back, we have Bad News Barry with uh, some more news. Uh, we have all kinds of cigar news out there. We have new cigars hitting the shelf. Old Fart Freddy. The softer side. Week. The softer. Old, si- old Fart Freddy. Because, because it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> so the softer side of it. We'll see, oh, uh, we'll see about that. Uh, the tweets of the week and lots more. Uh, maybe a scoop or two from Mr. Jonathan Connie. We're going to try to get some uh, more info from him on the break. Maybe he can't say it, but uh, I will. Yeah. Uh, we're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Savor this moment. The sparks of conversation. The anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like this. A cigar that makes this moment classic. The Avo Classic. Savor a composition of handcrafted Dominican leaf, graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco. Richly complex, yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy, balanced flavors. A duet of two cigar virtuosos, jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvesian and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new. The Avo Classic. Savor every note. Visit your local tobacconist or see the complete AVO line at avo.com. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. Uh, what does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch... It was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid, a dwarf, uh, a little person. No, she's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Lord de Lorraine Cigars, simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Floor de Lorraine, stop missing out.
Mr. Jonathan. A shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan. A young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. Hey, Jack, I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. Really? What's it called? Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal? Is it really different from the other magazines? It is. Cigar Journal is all about cigars. None of the nonsense you see in other magazines. Really? Yeah, it has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. Is it a little newsletter? No, I think you'll be very impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, a thick cover, and is strictly for the cigar enthusiast. They cover cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. That sounds interesting. Where can I buy it? Cigar Journal is available at local cigar retailers and on the web at www www.cigarjournal.co That's cigarjournal.co I'll sign up today. This is John McCarney with the Florida Vancana, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority Radio on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. Bad news, Barry's got some news. Mr. Jonathan's got uh, his best tweets of the week. An old Fat Freddy, a, a calmer version for much, Valentine's Day. Much more mellow. Much more mellow. Welcome back to the Cigar Authority, everybody. We're smoking the Flor Dominicana firecracker coming in. And this ain't in a couple weeks. I'd say about a month because this is Dominican, Dominican time. time. And this is how it usually works. But we'll see. Uh, it is a powerhouse, folks. If, if you like a milder, uh, suave, as they call, type of cigar, this is not it. It's not. This is... Uh, 
<laughs> this is right. That's what it should be called. What are you saying? Pa? Pa? How? Are you saying pa? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's three and a half. It's three inches long, and we've been smoking this for 40 minutes so far. It is burning slow. It is unbelievable slow. It is burning. Uh, but it is burning. It is burning, and I'm, I'm going to smoke it all the way through. Till I'm writing. I'm getting up to that piece of tobacco right now, where uh, maybe something changes. Did you get there, Barry? You look further than I'm, I'm halfway through it. Um, it's consistent with the wrapper, so it really hasn't yeah. changed things up. Okay. Okay, um, we got the best tweets of the week right now, brought to you by our friends at Reclu Cigars, the cigar that I was with uh, J.R. Dominguez while I was down there in the Dominican Republic and uh, smoked a couple of Reclus with them. Nice. uh, Nice. Very aged. Wheels and wheels and wheels of stuff aging. Beautiful stuff. Good stuff. Uh, So what do we got for them? It's time for the social media segment brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The cigars that were built on social media. All Recluse Cigars go through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years to guarantee you balanced flavor. Try a Recluse Cigar today, and these are the best tweets I saw all week. How to win an argument. Have boobs. That's it. Don't let anyone push you around unless you are in a wagon, because that might actually be fun. Hey, guys, need an arc? Wait for it. I know a guy. Wow. I hate when I buy organic vegetables, and when I get home, they're just regular donuts. (laughs) And the best tweet I saw all week, no one asked the tough questions like, why are drug dealers on the metric system? Why? Today's social media was brought to you by Recluse Cigars Rolled N2Bar, the old Cuban way for an effortless and perfect draw every, every time. time. That's true. I remember the kids in high school that would know their grams and, and all that stuff. Uh, they, they didn't know anything else, but they knew the metric system. And, and you by knew they kids, were drug dealers. And by kids in high school, of course, you mean yourself. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Never. I'm like the, the uh, straightest, straightest arrow. Yeah, never, never. Um, I've never been accused of being straight. No, no <laughs> not you have even not. one time. Okay, bad news, Barry. You got some good news or just bad news, or you got cigar news? What do you got? We'll call it cigar news. Okay. <laughs> Our neighbors to the west, Vermont, have introduced a bill that would raise the tobacco age to 21. A similar measure was introduced in the past and thankfully failed. In what seems like a weekly occurrence, another Massachusetts city has raised the tobacco purses age to 21, this time South Hadley. 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 South Hadley. Nebraska is closer to allowing smoking to resume in cigar shops with a first passing before the full state Senate. A second passing is required before it winds up on the governor's desk where it is expected to be signed. The Kentucky Democrat-led House passed a measure to ban smoking in public buildings and most workplaces this week. However, it needs to pass the Senate, where it is expected to fail. Good. Good. Mm. This week, four U.S. Senators, all Democrats, announced a proposal to tax all tobacco under the same guise. Under the proposal, cigars would be taxed the same as cigarettes, roll-your-own, and pipe tobacco. It's not the same, folks. Mm. It's different. This week, a bill to exempt premium cigars from the FDA was introduced, as mentioned earlier, by Glenn Loop. Uh, it follows one that was also introduced in the House. Patrick Vivolo is leaving Rocky Patel at the end of the month to start his own cigar yeah, company. I saw that. Vivolo Cigars will be open for business on March 1st. 
Davidoff announced their 2015 exclusive editions this week. They are Hong Kong, Tokyo, Heinemann duty-free shops, Madison Avenue in Russia. The cigars will be available in their respective locations. And Punch has announced the release of the new Punch Signature, which will be available sometime in March. The following trademarks were registered this week under tobacco. While these are an intent to use, they won't necessarily see the light of the day. Conspiracy Incorporated, the parent company of Room 101, registered Chief Cool Arrow. And Warp Cigars registered Black Honey. And that's this week's cigar news. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. Black Honey. Sounds like a flavored cigar. We'll see. Black Delicious. honey. Tastes like black honey. So you got any taste of this cigar besides strong? I went through my taste earlier. Yeah. And I, honestly, I don't know that I can smoke much more <laughs> of this. <laughs> it's strong. The, the firecracker from La Florida Dominicana coming out in uh, a few weeks to a month. We'll see what happens. You can find it on uh, cigar, uh, twoguyscigars.com. And uh, not place your order, but get notified if you're interested in doing so. Right now, it's time to go into the aging room with a much calmer, softer, softer old fat Freddy. It's time to step into the aging room. Sometimes, aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging room cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy. Nowadays, people go to this place called MySpace or Facebook to find out about each other. In my day, you put your nose in a book and you kept your space private. Nowadays, you can get your news by reading tweets. In my day, you read the paper and you listened to the tweets. Nowadays, you can search for anything you want on Google or Yahoo. In my day, if you had any research to do, you hit the card box at the library. We were book-reading, tweet-listening men who could spend hours in a librarian's box. Sometimes, aging Almost. makes a great cigar even Almost. better. Wait for Just it. like aging rum cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco. Try Aging Room Cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things are better aged. Some are not. Hey, baby. Want to come over to MySpace and Twitter my Yahoo till I Google all over your Facebook? <laughs> come on. What do you say? What can go wrong with that? Oh, God. <laughs> Almost. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I was not on this show today. <laughs> <laughs> And to Rafi and Nadell, our apologies once again. <laughs> hey, there may be a new segment for you to sponsor. <laughs> you couldn't do this to a nicer man on a weekly basis. He I, loves it. <laughs> I, I ask him over and over again, do you want me to tone it down? He says, no, but you could push it, man. Oh, so. man. <laughs> Woo! <sighs> wow. And I, w- I, was, I saw uh, Pochi Blanco. <laughs> <laughs> that was just over the top. You're welcome. Oh, you're welcome. A much softer side of whole. That was a softer ready? side, and I, ha- I have to thank I have to thank our good friend Paul Beasley for what could have been a tweet of the week <laughs> and ended up becoming an old fart friend. Oh, oh my oh. goodness! <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, I was uh, with Hochi Blanco at uh, Tabacalera de Palma. Uh, Tabacalera Palmas. Uh, the Palma was the prosciutto that I brought right. for them. Brought uh, a chunk of meat. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they, they got a lot going on there. A lot, a lot of stuff. Uh, they, they're continuing uh, their reign of terror out there at the aging room. A lot of aged old tobacco. Already yeah. rolled cigars sitting there. 
And uh, I got to sample something anyway, so pretty awesome. Um, so it's Valentine's. Valentine's Day. Is anybody here doing anything? Does Mr. Jonathan Carney have a Valentine? Or uh, Mr. Jonathan Carney is driving home in a blizzard for <laughs> yes. Valentine's Day today. Uh, I celebrated my Valentine's Day technically last night. So okay. Well, so I thought you seemed in a good mood today. Yeah. So uh, I, I uh, honestly, I, What's the last name? four years for me. <laughs> Is Mr. Mr. Jonathan? Yeah. Oh, nice. How's it going, Princess? Nice. <laughs> I heard you. I heard you don't like flowers. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. You oh, guys look God. almost the same. You got the same exact thing going on. It's so cute. <laughs> we try. I don't usually talk. I, you know, for me on a personal level, I, I you know I I've focused the last four or five years on my personal and professional growth. There's a lot of goals and things I have in life, and uh, for me the to accelerate that it's been you know my personal life's been kind of non-existent yeah uh, for that period of time which is not a problem i uh you know i said i have goals and things i want yeah. i'm looking for that's why you pay them to leave that's i go that direction so um no i'll be celebrating valentine's day with a nice cigar and this is this is not this is this is enough for me yeah i don't really get into it myself chuck do you get into it no no not why sent me a text saying happy valentine's day and um i said yeah you too so that's it that's it and our, our, our new uh, love here is Barry Stein over at the <laughs> end. Stein's Valentine's and girlfriend and Valentine's in a red sweater. sweater. She brought cookies oh. for everybody, though. Nice. Yeah. Cookies for everybody. It's nice for your I'm girlfriend to share. share her cookie with everybody. I'm willing to share nice. her cookies. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll take you Giggity. up on that. We'll take you up on that. How sure. very old fart Freddy of you. Yeah. Oh, boy. Hey, as long as I can watch you enjoying the cookie, I'm all good. That's it, huh? <laughs> so uh, I'm nubbing it. I'm nubbing it. I'm getting through it. It's okay. I don't know if it'll be a go-to for me or anything like that, but uh, very, very strong in the nose. Uh, Bottle of Harrow. As, as strong as it is, I don't have any in the throat. Very well aged. It's yeah. what we talked about earlier, yeah. you know, the cleanliness aspect of it. It's properly aged and fermented tobacco. It's not sitting in your mouth after you, you know, exhale. Yeah. It, it, it's gone. You, you yeah. have the flavor. You just, it has the remnants of the flavor. It doesn't have that remnants. Uh, you know, if you drink a really sugary beverage, it's, you know, you can taste it in your mouth and feel it in your teeth. You're not tasting this. It's not yeah. lingering in your mouth. Yeah. You're just getting the flavor, and it's clean and crisp. Yeah. And, and, the, and the stuff, when you do, do uh, taste it in your throat, is usually raw tobacco. And, and people will confuse that raw with strength, and it's not. And that's been one of the biggest trends in the industry has been, uh, you know, a lot of the, you know, smokers, when you sit down and have a cigar debate about this and that, um, you know, you don't see the whole process when you're when you're smoking cigars, and to go down and see that process we talked about, yeah. see what that is, and compare those things. Your blind taste test was a great example of, of those types of things. It's just smoking the cigar, yeah. you know, and the, the ones the, the ones we went up against at the end is a great cigar. That BG Meyer was a cigar of yeah, the year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, those got those two cigars got there for a reason. And right. They share similar you know similar quality and consistency levels. Um, and that's really what matters. And uh, I said that's one of the biggest debates over there. The, that characteristic has been replacing what true power, true strength, and yeah, true yeah. flavor is. Um, you know, so that that's been a you know a trend out there where that, that does exist. And you know, this is an opportunity um, when you do smoke, identify those things. It doesn't mean it's bad. It's just different. No, but a three-inch cigar you can get an hour out of. You know. Could have been a larger format, but you're getting an hour out of it anyway. It doesn't matter. It's three by fifty. Uh, we didn't have to go to a sixty ring gauge. You didn't have to do anything. I mean, whatever it is, it was packed. But perfect draw. Yeah. Clean. Very good burn. Very good. Uh, go, going back to the Oro, um, much calmer than this one. Much yeah. calmer. Uh, still in the full bar range. I think medium to full. <laughs> would you say uh, on the Oro? Yeah. yeah, certainly. Yeah. 
Definitely medium to full flavor profile. Yeah. Uh, with that wrapper, that Nicaraguan sun-grown wrapper, you got a little bit more spice. The packaging on get. it, uh, this is how they come, right? Absolutely. Five-pack. Yep. Five-pack, gold tubes. Beautiful. Uh, beautiful number, gift and a beautiful yeah. little five-pack for the cigar smoker themselves. Number two cigar of the year, Cigar Journal, uh, and also our number one selling cigar internationally. If you, Really? Yeah. Wow. Huge. Huge. If, uh, if you're looking for a gift for um, Valentine's Day, this is the one right here. Uh, a five-pack, affordably priced, and uh, a fantastic cigar. As also a good fact, for, incidentally, for 50th anniversaries. For 50th anniversaries. It's the gold anniversary. Oh, oh there we go. Uh, hey, where are we at right now with time? We're running out. All right, hey, I got something cool we can talk about. We were going to mention uh, LG. Yes. Uh, but uh, I'm going to actually got something that's actually a little more unique. Uh, it's a little more uh, relates to what might be happening in the next two months. Okay. Um, LG, we're one of the experimental tobaccos that we're working and growing in the Dominican Republic. We've been working on about five years. We're going to be utilizing that. Um, in a little bit of a, a relaunch and a refocus for us of our LG Dominican Puro line, uh, which carries Lito Go- uh, Gomez's initials and names on a name on it, it's uh, the you know the benchmark of our tobacco. It is 100% La Flor Dominicana tobacco, Dominican binder, wrapper, filler, all uh, homegrown. So that's a great example of everything that we do coming together. Uh, but the TAA, the Tobacco yes. Association of America, is coming up, and uh, La Flor Dominicana. This is the first time you'll hear this. Okay. Uh, the La Florida Minicana TAA exclusive. We will be participating in the exclusive program, which Beautiful. provides a cigar exclusively for all TAA retailers. We did the 707 Lee Harrow last year, which did really, really well, and we ended up uh, just recently releasing that in an alternative blend. So the TAA exclusive is still an exclusive, uh, but that went great with retailers. So our Does that continue or no? Uh, the TAA exclusive is going, uh, 707 will discontinue. Okay. Um, and it is now discontinued, and the... The new version, the 707 Lee Harrow that we now have out in 10-count boxes um, is a different blend, but a testament to how it performed in TAA retailers. That came out uh, this year in the TAA. uh, We will be doing something a little different. Our retailers will be picking which cigar they want. Oh, my. They will also be getting a test blend of that. Uh, leading up to it, shortly you'll be receiving test blends, and all TAA retailers will be receiving a test blend of what we'll be doing. And at the TAA, they will get to pick the size cool. oh. of what they want of that blend. Also, awesome. so each retailer can pick their own size, or whichever one is the the, the most winner. consensus winner will be there. So it, it's gotcha. uh, getting our retailers, they're the ones that sell our products. They know what works best and uh, what can work best on an exclusive item like that. Um, and we will are retooling the name a little bit. Uh, on that, and I don't want to say what we're doing with the name because I don't want anybody else to take it. Ah. Because as soon as I do it, everybody's going to want to do it, and we're going to be the first good. ones that it's did that it. It's that good? Uh, and it, it's that good. So keep an eye out for the official TAA exclusive. Let me, uh, let me ask we'll, you just, we'll just wait for you to register the trademark, and Barry will have it. No, let me ask you the big <laughs> question. Did you check to see that nobody else has it? Because you guys are kind of known for, <laughs> oh, geez, you know, after you came out, you got to switch it out and... This one uh, doesn't ever, will never, ever have anything to do with trademarks or any type of thing. The item and the name that we're doing for uh, is... You know, hoverboards are already taken. Yeah, cannot be trademarked. The name of this cannot be trademarked. Uh, Um, So that's one of the main reasons why I'm not saying uh, it, because it's a copycat industry. And uh, we're usually on the (laughs) front of doing, uh, you know, innovative ideas. Uh, So this one is something that will will catch on and something that's going to be good and something that will cater to continuous years of uh, the TAA. So nice. what's the first letter? <laughs> One F. letter. F. F. Okay, so it's uh, F. 
No help at all. It's going to be a curse. The last letter is E. Oh, really? And it's two words. Uh, so the last letter of the second word is E. It's E. Nothing. How many letters? <laughs> uh, a bunch. A bunch of letters. A lot of, and it's in English? Yeah, a few numbers. I'd like to buy a vowel, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that sound means we are out of time. I t- a quick wrap-up of the cigars. The, the Oro, fantastic. Uh, it'll be a go-to for me. Uh, but um, the Firecracker, the Florida Dominicana Firecracker, uh, too full-bodied for me, but it will be something I'll put a box aside. Very See flavorful. how it ages out and see what it's going to be very, very limited, folks. 250 boxes of 20, and that is it. Um, I am uh, back from the Dominican Republic. Next week, I will share you some of those stories and some of the cigars that I smoked along the way. Um, have you heard the expression Jewish lightning? No, I've not. You've never heard that? Okay. But uh, I'll explain that and uh, some of the cigars that we will hopefully have in by then from... Uh, uh, we'll call it Jewish Lightning and see where that goes. I'll explain that uh, next week. Remember, folks, this show and every show at the Cigar Authority is absolutely free. So don't be asking for your money back. There'll be no money back on this. Uh, for Mr. Jonathan 1 and Mr. Jonathan 2, whichever number you want to uh, take on that. For Chuck Morrison, Barry Stein, I'm David Garofalo. You've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Hey, and when you are smoking your LFD firecracker, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. We'll see you next week right here on the United Cigar Radio Network. Yeah, you want to know what Lenny Clark has to say about Two Guys Smoke Shop? Two guys, the Two Guys Smoke Shops guys are the nicest guys. And I'll tell you, sometimes you go into a cigar store, you really don't know what you're looking for. It's very intimidating. And a lot of times people have a tendency to be arrogant with you, like they know it all. Not the guys. Hey, what? The guys up at the Two Guys Smoke Shop. If you're a first-time smoker or you're looking for a great, go in and see them. They'll put you at ease. They'll make you feel at home. They'll get you the best cigar you can get for the best deal. You can't beat it. And then whenever I'm in New Hampshire again, if I'm in high-speed police chase or something, I'll stop in and have a smoke with those two guys. Why, thank you, Lenny Clark. As a man-